the Tabuti Comb. This is the Tabuti Comb. Hello. So the scene was Marikana today, five years ago. Police officers shooting in full view of the media and the cameras into the crowd of striking min- uh, miners. It was the afternoon of August the 16th, 2012. Death toll was around 34. Uh, 70 others were injured. Um, and really, the only way we kind of get an insight into exactly whatever happens in situations like this is by pictures because we're not there. And it's only by pictures that we absolutely... We, we get to see a picture mm-hmm. of what went down and it's incredible photojournalists such as uh, Greg Marinovich who make it happen. Greg, thank you for making time to speak to us. We know you must be very busy. Thanks, Tando. We know that um, you've spent, what, 25 years covering conflicts around the globe. Does it, does it ever get to a point where you kind of get um, desensitized from it all? Look, I think you do. Um, I've stopped doing it in the meantime, actually. So, um, but I, I think, you know, one has to be careful that you don't just see it as trying to perpetuate some kind of violent image and, and you keep telling the stories and that's mm. what's important. So anyway, speaking of Marikana uh, Massacre, the award-winning book Murder at Small Copy, basically the book is about, man, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's about conflicting narratives. So there's Marikana where the police apparently allegedly hid details of the killings to support their claims and the miners have a different story to tell. You can drop the apparently and the allegedly on that. Okay. Um, the cops absolutely have a false narrative. It was found to be dust by the Farm Commission. They were found to be complete liars. They put together a... Okay, we have a really bad line. Can we see if we can try get uh, Greg back on the line? But if you haven't read the book, Murder at Small Copy is basically the culmination of his work on Marikana. It charts the history of Lonmin and the South African mining industry, also delves into the daily realities of mine workers and just the surrounding communities. And I know there's a huge narrative of the fact that the surrounding communities basically way of living has not changed in the five years since uh, Marikana. It also provides an in-depth view of the massacre, uh, drawing on information that was, of course, made available during the Commission of Inquiry, but most importantly, from the accounts of the actual mine workers. Greg, uh, great to have you back. I know you've expressed how it was difficult to even get a hold of actual eyewitnesses because most of the mine workers were either dead or injured or imprisoned. Correct, yeah. So that was initially, but after a couple of weeks, they were let out. Mm-hmm. And that's when the eyewitnesses to what happened at the second massacre site, Small Copy, came forward. For those who don't know, Greg, I mean, you arrived literally before the sun came up just after the massacre. What was the picture like? It was the sea of yellow cones marking where evidence had been found by the crime scene forensics people. And then they ran out of cones, and so they were their mm. coffee cups, all these styrofoam coffee cups. They bought a whole bunch of those. Um, it was just, you know, it gave you a sense of just how many bullets had been fired and how mm. many people had been killed and injured. And this was, I mean, work that you worked on for weeks and weeks on end. Why is it that this was such an important story for you to cover? I think what happened in Marikana was so critical. It was something that we understood was a part of apartheid policing, but we didn't think it was a part of democratic South mm. Africa. And for you know, a democratic police force that works under the Constitution to commit extrajudicial murder, it's mm. 
Joe, the line is really bad. Greg, we're going to have to let you go. Thank you so much for making time to speak to us and thank you for the incredible work that you do. Um, that's Greg, who is, of course, the author of Murder at Small Copy. The Tabuti Drive. Weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m. On 5FM.